We're Crown Mondays. We're Crown Mondays. We're Crown Mondays. We're Crown Mondays. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie Hitman from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. All you spooky listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Morbid Curiosity, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I'll be taking you through some of the most heinous, shocking, and morbid crimes, including, of course, the paranormal. Listener discretion is advised. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at morbid, period, curiosity, period, TC podcast where you can find photos related to our cases, including crime scene photos on occasion, of course, with the exception of postmortem photos. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Also, before we dive into our first headline, um, the sources are now just going to be listed in the podcast description, so I don't have to sit there and tell you every single time. Um, Yeah, so just go check out the description of the podcast if you want to know where the information came from. Thank you. Okay, now let's really get started. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode. Um, We're going to do another episode of Weird Crime Mondays. Um, So these are, you know, laughable after our last episode. I figure we kind of needed a little breakup, right? So we're going to go over some headlines. Um starting back in 2018 up until now uh there may be some earlier i don't really know we'll have to get to it but go check out instagram um i was trying to be a little a little funny but you know i have dad jokes so just bear with me bear with me so uh we're gonna get started we're gonna get started and the first headline that i have for you guys is gonna be a man was caught stealing human toes from a Body Worlds exhibit in New Zealand on June 19, 2018. Let's get started. All right, you guys. So, a New Zealand man stole human remains from a Body Worlds exhibit in Auckland last month. Now, mind you, this is 2018 June, so just keep that in mind. Um, he was 28. He was from Upper Hut Pilfred. Um, now two toes from a preserved, preserved corpse. Um, it is not clear how he attempted to get away with it. Um, he just decided, you know what? Those look like cool toes. I'm just going to steal them. That's just what went through my brain when I saw the, (laughs) saw the headline. But according to the New Zealand Herald, he's been charged with theft and improperly interfering with the dead body of an unknown person. Now, the toes, each valued at, get this, right, um, I'm going to, I'm going to convert it for you. Uh, it's 3,800 
$1,500 per tow. Okay. Um, they have been returned to the, to the person, you know, in the exhibit who donated their body. His toes were returned. Um, the suspected thief could face up to seven years. That is crazy, but seven years for snatching toes. <laughs> for snatching toes. And two years for interfering with a dead body. So he was reprimanded bail Monday and he had he had like court back in July, you know, um, 2018. So he's expected to have pled guilty. And I'm trying to find whatever happened to this dude and I couldn't find anything. So if you guys find anything, let me know and I'll go back and add it. But yeah, so so far <laughs> we're off to a great start. Uh, the next one. Florida man arrested for allegedly throwing a live alligator into Wendy's drive-thru window. <laughs> Can you guys guess where this one was? Florida. Florida. Um, it was Florida. This was February 9th, 2016. Um, his name was Joshua James. Um, and he had been arrested after allegedly tossing a three-and-a-half-foot alligator through the fucking Wendy's drive through window. <laughs> now, um, that was in, like, uh, Jupiter, Florida. Um, there was, like, a resident who pulled up to the drive through right? Which was him. Received a drink from an employee. And then just proceeded to throw the freaking alligator through the restaurant window. Like, the drive through window. Um, according to a report from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, that is a mouthful. Um, so the incident occurred in October, actually, and the suspect was only recently taken into custody by U.S. Marshals. Why it took him so long? I have no freaking idea. Um, but James, who admitted to having um, picked the alligator off the side of the freaking road, mind you. This was not like a pet. This was like a wild freaking alligator. This man, this man was just driving down the road and was like, you know what? I'm going to take that to the Wendy's. Lord have mercy. What is wrong with people? Uh, I would have shit myself if I was the Wendy's worker. But he picked that alligator up. He had a mission. And then he was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Illegally killing, possessing, or capturing an alligator. And second-degree larceny, petty theft, according to Palm Beach Sheriff's Office. Now, this is what his mother said, right? Okay, of course moms are going to stick up for their kids, you know, no matter what they do, sometimes. Um, she said, quote, It was just a stupid prank that he did that's now turning into this. It's stupid. He's a prankster. He does stuff like this because he thinks it's funny. End quote. Mom, come on now. Come on now. You wouldn't be saying that if he accidentally hurt somebody, would you? Anyway, so during a court appearance on uh, Tuesday, back in, you know, 2016, um, a judge ordered James to stay out of all of the Wendy's restaurants to limit his contact with animals, um, including his mother's dog, and to undergo a mental health evaluation and to avoid possess possessing any weapons. Excuse me. So, yeah, he he did that. He committed, that's for sure. Like, I, first, I wonder, because when you look at the photo that I posted on Instagram, um, that alligator was not restrained. Like, he just picked that damn thing up like it was a puppy on the side of the road, put it in his car, drove down to the Wendy's. It was like, here you go. 
Can I pay you an alligator? <laughs> like, what the hell? Okay. So, our next location is going to be Pennsylvania. Uh, August 19, uh, 2022. So, it's going to be this year. Um, <laughs> there was... You guys probably heard about this already. But there was a Pennsylvania man arrested for purchasing dozens of human body parts for resale. Now, on August 18th, authorities arrested an Enola, Pennsylvania resident at his house. The police discovered dozens of human organs and body parts. His name was Jeremy Polly, um, or is. I don't know why I said was, but his name is Jeremy Polly. He's 40. He runs a website called the Grand Wander Camera. I'm going to spell that for you guys. Uh, that's W-U-N-D-E-R-K-A-M-M-E-R. What the fuck that means? I have no idea. Um, but according to the site, it brings you things of curious wonder, right? That's how he advertises it. So, Polly had apparently planned to sell the body parts that he possessed on his website. Now, you know, oddity shops, that's pretty much what that he had. It's an oddity shop. They have weird shit. Human teeth, sometimes hair, whatever. Just weird, off-the-wall stuff. Um, but here's, here's where it kind of goes illegal, right? We'll get to it. <laughs> so... The cops um, got on his trail around June 14th, according to the East Pinsborough Township Police Department. Um, they received an anonymous tip saying that there was a, excuse me, a suspicious activity happening at Polly's residence. Now, the whistleblower told police that Polly was buying and selling human body parts through Facebook. Now, if you look him up, you can actually see some of the Facebook transcript. I didn't post that, though. Um, that's not an accusation to take lightly, so the cops, of course, went to pay him a visit. Indeed, the man openly confessed, confessed, I can't talk today, guys, you're gonna have to look over me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm feeling a little stuffy. Um, the man openly confessed to possessing human remains. He told police that he held three full human skeletons and between 15 to 20 skulls in his home. Now, however, he also said that he was a collector and reseller of oddities, like I said earlier. Um, according to Fox 43, he also said that he had legally purchased every bone he had apart from his own. Ha <laughs> ha, funny. Um, going over the bones and skulls, police determined that they were very old. So, like, antique, I guess, you know, like, maybe from old burial sites. I don't know. Um, disturbing as that might be, it seemed Polly had bought them according to all laws and regulations. So, you know, they were just like, eh, okay, whatever. You know, nothing we can do. So they left him alone. Um, a little while later, July 8th came around. Police got another phone call. This time, the complaint was much more serious. The caller claimed that they had discovered more than just old skeletons in his closet. Among other, I'm telling you guys, I'm having a day, so I'm sorry. I don't want to have to keep recording. I'll try to refrain from uh, messing up so much. So you guys just, you know, bear with me. We're all human, right? So, among other things. They stated they'd seen buckets 
of human skin and organs in his basement. Um, illegal? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops got a search warrant, went to check out his house. They left with five bucketfuls of what they were um, suspecting was illegally acquired human organs and skin. The contents of the buckets ended up at Cumberland Country Coroner's Office for investigation. The results of the inspection are gruesome, to say the least. Alright, so, what the buckets contained, let's get into it. So, um, they described it as a impressive collection of human components. Um, now, trigger warning, there is a child's um, bone amongst this description, so just so you know. Um, so, there were two brains, six pieces of skin and fat, a heart, a kidney, two livers, a trachea, trigger warning, a child's mandible, a pair of lungs, and a skull with hair still attached to it. Now, upon further investigation, the cops discovered that Polly had been buying the remains from an Arkansas woman called Candace Scott. Browsing through his Facebook messages, they found that Polly had purchased $4,000 worth of body parts from her. $4,000. That's insane. Um, his extended shopping list included more brains, livers, lungs, and kidneys. There were also even more, um, like, crazier items, like half a head, another head with its skull cap missing, four hands, a piece of a torso, including a nipple, and a female pelvis. Uh, police also learned that the body parts were en route to Polly through USPS. They ship anything. <laughs> I can't. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Sorry, I told you I have jokes on some of these. It's so stupid. They just come to me. Anyway, uh, yeah, USPS, they ship anything. Um, they managed to intercept the shipment in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, although Polly's earlier skeletons were fine, like the one that he, the two that he admitted having, like the um, 15, 20 bones, two skeletons, they were obtained legally, you know, per the law and regulations of having human remains. Um, but, uh, you know, the buckets and the other crap, that, that's not legal. That's not legal. So, he was arrested, charged with abusing a corpse, dealing in proceeds, um, unlawful activity, and receiving stolen property. Oh, yes, um, by the way, the body parts were stolen. Um, FBI's further investigation revealed that Scott had been stealing the remains from a mortuary. So, she was uh, pretty much black marketing these body parts, technically. Um, she would then sell and ship the organs, bones, and skulls, or whatever else, to Polly to resell. Now, according to the police department, the body parts were legal, legally the property of University of Arkansas. Um, we suppose their previous owners can no longer consider the organs their property. That's what the police said. Now, both cops and prosecutors involved in the case were shocked with the scale of the audacity of the corpse stealing and smuggling scheme. Uh, District Attorney she Sean, I think it's Sean, 
M. McCormick said, quote, Just when I think I have seen it all, a case like this comes around. This is one of the most bizarre investigations I have ever encountered in my 33 years as a prosecutor. End quote. So, yeah, guys, um, don't be trying to buy, you know, body parts on Facebook or anywhere. Just leave them alone. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like... And God knows you can use UPS, USPS for everything. So, oh, you know what? People, <laughs> people are crazy. Uh, moving on. This one I wanted to cover because I I just started chuckling. You know, this is like something me as a child will do. Um, next headline, right? Also Pennsylvania, just FYI. This was also this year, August the 11th. Headline. Women missing from hospital uses spell book to set a car on fire. <laughs> you remember when we all went through that whole, like, I'm a witch phase back in, like, middle school, high school? That's just what this re reminded me of, and I wanted to cover it, so let's get into it. Her name is Christy Lynn Mousy. I hope I said that last name right. She's 47. She's also known as Kat. Uh, K-A-T, not C-A-T. Katie. Reportedly, she went missing from Western Pennsylvania Hospital August 4th, and um, her mother was concerned. Now, days before, on like July 30th, um, Kat went to BK Classics in Stony Creek to confront her ex-boyfriend. Um, as cited by a criminal complaint filed by police, she grabbed a shotgun from the building's office during the argument, pointed it at her ex's head. Um, that's what he told police happened. She was then locked out of the building while employees um, from the lot tried to pull her away. Kat then said to have torn pages out of a copy of Wicca Books, excuse me, Wicca Book of Spells, lit them on fire, put them in the front seat of a 2012 Red Ford Focus. Witnesses later said she was practicing witchcraft. Really, guys? Just because she burned some damn pages out of a Wicca book does not mean she's practicing witchcraft. Y'all crazy. But, you know, whatever. Don't put it past people to misunderstand stuff. Um, an employee used a fire extinguisher to put out the fire and saw the burnt pages. And that's when Kat fled, leaving the shoe and cell phone. The shoe and cell phone and book were all collected as evidence, of course. Um, the focus was left with um, extensive fire damage to the driver's seat, door panel, and headliner. There was also heat and smoke damage inside the car, of course. Bags claimed that she had came to kill him and her mother, who reported her missing, claiming that they were tracking her movements. Now, Cass since been located and was arraigned on Monday, August 8th, according to court docs. Um... She is charged with felony for recklessness, burning, and exploding uh, places, property, having a value that exceeds, I can't speak, 5000 or an automobile, um, along with three misdemeanors, two for terroristic threats, of course, with the shotgun, uh, with the intent to terrorize another, and one charge of simple assault as listed by the court records. Okay, let me just clear something up, guys. Uh, Wicca is an actual religion, and all due respect, um, you know, like, just because somebody burns a page out of a Wicca book does not mean that they're practicing, you know, witch or, or whatever they, they are practicing, like, 
come on. The headliner, I ain't gonna lie, it had me. It had me for a little bit. But she wasn't actually doing anything. Uh, she just saw an opportunity and took it. I mean, pretty much in a nutshell. But, yeah. So, moving on. Um, next headline. Florida bride and caterer laced wedding food with cannabis without telling anybody. They drugged everybody. This was, of course, in Florida. <laughs> of course, it was this year, April 22nd, 2022. Um, yeah, you can't do that. I ain't, you know, you can't be doing that to people. I had friends that done that to me one time on a Halloween party. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. And I, you know, I did not have a good night that night after that. Um, head in the toilet. Yeah. Can't be doing people like that. Especially if they never had anything like that. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get into this. So, <sighs> Lord have mercy. There was a bride and caterer from Florida. Of course, this happened in Florida. Uh, clearly didn't get that memo. Um, the two are facing felony charges for lacing all of the catered food at the wedding with copious amounts of weed. According to Wesh News Station, W-E-S-H, um, the event was proceeding just fine until multiple guests started feeling odd and strangely sick. Some of the guests who had themselves, um, So, according to WESH or WESH news station, the event was going just fine until guests started feeling odd and strangely sick. Now, of course, you know, some of the guests already knew what the heck was happening and they recognized their symptoms. They were stoned. They were really stoned. Um, others who had no experience with weed, however, didn't exactly appreciate being drugged against their will. <laughs> A few of them threw up, and several thought they were about to die. <laughs> oh, it's not funny, but it's funny, because I've been there. Uh, the wedding, or should we say weeding, took place in Longwood, Florida, February 19th. Miranda Katie had arrived to see her friend, um, Dania Shay. I cannot say her last name, Sovrevoe. Sova Boda? Yeah, don't come for me. Um, they're getting married. Okay. So, uh, Katie, Caddy, Katie, they stated, quote, I always respected her energy, her vibrance, her enthusiasm, and was really excited to celebrate with her, is what she told Wesh News Station. Um, everything pretty much was going great. And when the catering service rolled out the food, the guests were like, heck yeah, you know, that's the only reason why we go to weddings. Um, just saying. Um, the spread included meatballs, lasagna, Caesar salad, bread with herb dip. You know, like, just, you know, I guess normal stuff. Um, but soon after, everything just kind of went to shit. Everybody started getting sick. Uh, some people, of course, like I said earlier, were like, oh shit, I'm high. Um, one of them... Jeffrey Belmont told Washington Post that he sampled much of the food that was served. All of a sudden, he reported that he started feeling tingly and fidgety and weird. Um, many guests thought they were having some kind of medical incident, which, of course, that would freak anyone out if they actually had, like, food allergies or some shit, you know? Um, Katie, Caddy, Katie, whatever. 
um, said that one of her friends started getting suspicious about what they were experiencing. And she recalled, quote, he's like, are we stoned right now? And everyone was kind of looking around at each other and laughing. And we absolutely were. We were high as a kite out of our minds, end quote. So, of course, you know, this reception ended at nine. The cops came and first responded. Excuse me. First responders, of course, came because people thought they were having medical emergencies. Um, police took samples of the food. They ran tests. Of course, you know, that took several weeks. Uh, the dishes indeed contained THC, um, the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. Um, now, both the groom and the bride and Bryant have now been arrested. Um, as recreational cannabis is illegal in Florida, you know, the two are facing felony charges for possessing, excuse me, for possession of marijuana, uh, culpable negligence, and reckless tampering. Now, you know, the guests, obviously, they were probably fine after everybody kind of sobered up. But now they're like, why did everyone do that to everyone? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, now, uh, the caddy, her friend, was like, quote, I don't know why. I think that it was the biggest question on all of our minds. Speaking with some of the family members, we want an explanation, end quote. Now, caddy remembers that at the wedding, um, the bride was acting like she had given her guests a gift. And maybe she did have good intentions, but you can't drug people without their consent. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. can't do that. Not at all. No. If anything, you should have just been like, you know, all my friends out of the ones that do smoke weed, um, here's a little present for you, bro. Like, you know, we'll keep safe. You don't, you don't drug everybody. That's insane. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, man. Yeah, so don't do not do that to people. That's so mean. You never know, too, how that, you know, they are going to react if they do start having a medical um, emergency. Because I tell you what, um, when that happened to me one time, I started, I have, like, anxiety and panic attacks randomly. Um, they're not persistent, but when I get, you know, I don't know. When I feel out of control of myself, um, in that instance, um, I did start having a panic and anxiety attack, and that was not fun. So, thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. So, yeah. Don't do that to people. Anyway, moving on. This is uh, Georgia, uh, where I'm from. Now, this was January 17th, so beginning of this year, 2022. Um, headliner. Car shop owner sued after dumping... A 91,500 pennies on ex-employee's yard. Now, is this equivalent to the glitter and the AC in the car? Let's get into it. Andreas Flatten, the employee in question, told Star Tribune that he and his girlfriend spent multiple hours carrying the pennies into his garage. They used a wheelbarrow to make the job easier, but the weight of the coins collapsed its tire. So... Bro not only had a million freaking pennies sitting in his freaking driveway, it broke his wheelbarrow. Yeah, so finally, they did get most of the pennies off the driveway. Um, Flatten said Coinstar eventually collected and washed the coins as uh, the ex-boss 
pretty much like covered everything in motor oil. So that was lovely. Um, they handed him a sum of paper that was close to the $915 that he was owed. As a result of the stunt, the U.S. Department of Labor has now sued the shop owner. Quote, Workers are entitled to receive information about their rights in the workplace and obtain the wages they earned without fear of harassment or intimidation, end quote. And that was said um, by the department's wage and hour division, Atlanta's district director, Stephen Zaldar. Um, the dispute that finally, um, like, culminated in the great dumping of the pennies started in January 2021 that's when Flatten reported to the Labor Department that his ex-boss, Miles Miller, had not paid him what he was owed. Flatten quit his job at um, AOK Walker Auto Works in Peachtree City after he got into an argument with Walker on January 26th. He made the report that he had not received the $951 that he owed him for his time. Um, the Labor Department contacted Walker, and the boss initially claimed that he had prepared a check for him. Quote, it never made it to the mail, he said. And that was according to the lawsuit. Um, however, when the department called Walker the next day, the man flat out refused to pay. But just a few hours later, he reportedly changed his mind. Quote, how can you make this guy realize what a disgusting example of a human being he is? I've got plenty of pennies. I'll use them. That's what Walker said based on the lawsuit. Uh, Walker still took his time to gather up all of the pennies, it seems. But on March 12th, he showed up to dump the pennies on his yard. According to the lawsuit, he also left a copy of Flatten's paycheck on top of the pile. And he had scrawled... Um, he pretty much just said, fuck you on the on the um, paycheck. You know, this article doesn't say it, but I read it elsewhere. <laughs> he said, fuck you on the guy's paycheck, put it on top of the pennies and left it. Uh, Walker's antics caught the eye of the media when Flatten's girlfriend posted an Instagram of the coin pile the next day. Um, as a result of the attention, Walker made a post on AOK Walker Auto Works website. Quote, what started out as... Um, Excuse me. What started out as a gotcha to a superb ex-employee sure got a lot of press. Let us just say that maybe he stole, maybe he killed a dog, end quote. Walker wrote that, according to the lawsuit, of course, um, maybe he killed a cat. Maybe he was lazy. Maybe he was a butcher. Uh, you know, he kept on with it. Um, the Department of Labor claims in its lawsuit that the message Walker posted was defamatory. Duh. The agency also added that his coin-dumping stunt was a retaliation against an ex-employee that violated the Fair Labor Standards Act. Also, duh. Um, but the department isn't suing Walker just for the pennies. The lawsuit also claims that Walker and his shop hadn't paid legally required overtime rates and that they had failed to keep adequate records of employees, pay rates, and work hours. Not only that, once the story about the pennies broke, several employees came forward about workplace harassment. One of the ex-employees is Serena Wandersee, whose manager Walker was... Um, before he became the owner of, like, the auto shop. Quote, this is for what Wandersee's told CBS 46. Quote, 
He said, you think you have a bigger dick than any of the boys? Well, we're going to prove that right now. And he decided to de-pants me in the lobby and thought it was funny. End quote. That's sexual harassment, bro. That's not even just regular harassment. That's sexual harassment. He should have been fired a long time ago. Um, anyway, the Labor Department is seeking $36,971 in back wages. Holy shit. They, you know, you know, that's why I don't like uh, normal jobs. Anyway, and the back wages and damages for at least nine employees, including Flatten. When CBS 46 inquired Walker about dumping the pennies, he claimed that he wasn't sure if he had done it. Stupid. Uh, childish man. Um, Walker told the news outlet, quote, I don't know if I did that or not. I don't really remember, end quote. However, he quickly said it's no conscience even if he did it. Flatten got his money, didn't he? And this is also what he said. Quote, it doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. He's a fucking weenie for even bringing it up. End quote. <laughs> Who called another grown man a weenie? <laughs> what the heck? What is this, Spongebob? You guys remember that Spongebob episode? Weenie Hut Jr. You know? Okay, yeah. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Anyway, for his part, Flatten said he was pleasantly surprised by the Labor Department lawsuit. In his own words, he hadn't he didn't know what he could expect after his report. Um, Flatten said, quote, I am happy to see justice being served. At first, I thought he, I thought he pretty much got away with it, end quote. So, yeah. Don't, don't do that, you know. And another thing I can't stand, uh, one more thing I can't stand. Um, have you guys seen that glitter crap that's been going around on, like, TikTok and, like, whatever, social media? Where, you know, of course, you know, if a guy cheats on you, you're going to be pissed. But at the end of the day, you got to be a grown-ass woman. Accept what this dumbass did and move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually everybody will hopefully mature to that point. To where you can just be like, you know what? Thank you for relieving me of your presence. Have a great freaking day. And just move on. But... A lot of these girls nowadays are, like, super freaking petty about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. It sucks. But at the same time, you can't be destroying people's property. <sighs> Especially, I don't know, I saw this one the other day where this girl literally dumped glitter everywhere in this man's house or apartment or whatever. They can sue your ass for that shit. Don't be doing that shit. And the pranks as far as the AC glitter in the car, don't be doing that shit either, even if you know, if it's friendly, whatever, like, that shit could fuck up a car. You pay 20k plus for that, for glitter in the AC. Like, come on. Grow up, people. Anyway. Yeah. So, that's that. And with that, um, after my rant is over about glitter and stuff, um, we've reached the end of today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed I definitely got a few kicks and laughs out of some of these. That is 100% sure. Um, make sure, you know, check out the source. Um, I'll go ahead and say it this time. Uh, the source that I had for today was ODD, like Audi, like ODDEE.com. They had some really funny, um, like, crimes on there. So, I went, I went and snagged some. So, thank you to that website. Um Go check out Instagram. I'm about to go post the 
um, photos related to the cases today. So go check it out. Well, guys, that's all for today's episode. Make sure you tune in bi-weekly. We are every other Monday for another riveting case where I will traumatize you more than you probably already are. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out the Instagram at morbid period curiosity period TC podcast for photos related to each case that I cover. Feel free to send me spooky, crazy stories or case suggestions at morbidcuriositytcpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Pod or whatever you're listening to us on. Um, I do appreciate all you spooky listeners. Please stay kind, stay spooky, and for the love of God, don't murder anyone. <laughs>